Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. All right, everybody knew it was coming. We're here. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast review is in effect. And when I say review, we have been reviewing things like Game 1 of the NBA Finals. We have been reviewing things like Kanye West's new album. We have been reviewing things like the quintessential MC Black Thought from the Roots new record. We're breaking all that down, plus we have sick fucks of the week, plus this is going to blow your fucking mind. Everybody was caught up in the controversy, what went right, what went wrong with the refs in game one. Well, we have Tim Donahue. You know who Tim Donahue? Remember Tim Donahue? He refereed in the NBA for 13 seasons, 13 seasons in the NBA. He was the ref who was mixed up in the allegations yeah. that he bet on games. He was sentenced in federal prison. That guy, Tim Donnie, he's been a friend of mine. We've been talking. He came on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. He's breaking down verbatim from the playbook, from the referee book, from the referee guide, what the fuck happened in game one, all that and more on a smash mouth, explosive, high octane, Hard Body Karate, I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming up next. Miles Jordan, let me get something funky. Let me get something nasty. All right. G Moody, last name rhymes with duty. Yo. Game one is in the books. 
Kanye West put out an album and had a fucking listening party in Wyoming with all these uh, uh, music critics. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that is, a music critic and influencers, which oh. even more so, what the fuck is that, an influencer? And all these celebrities were flown out to Wyoming. And they, they, you know, after all the fuck Kanye, Kanye's dead to me, he's a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. They got on the private jets that Kanye sent for them. They all came out to Wyoming. Didn't watch game one of the NBA finals. They didn't do that. They, they, but they went out to Kanye West. Uh, uh, he had a fucking bonfire and a listening party for his record. I mean, I, you couldn't, you couldn't pry me away. From a TV for game one of the NBA Finals to go out to Wyoming and listen to this fucking wackadoo's record? Can, can you imagine missing the historical game one of the NBA Finals last night? Can you imagine missing LeBron James going for 51 points to go out to Wyoming and sit outside in the fucking cold and listen to that bullshit? Oh, damn. He had him out there in the cold? Oh. He had him my. outside? It's outside in the cold in Wyoming. The Man. music. The, well, we got so much to talk about. First of all, what is a music critic? Like, how, do you, how are you a music critic? Music is such a thing that goes into your body, and it's such a, a something that res, you respond to from your DNA. And you respond to from you, you, the cells in your body. You know, you, it, it's such a, a something that you absorb. You either take to it or not. How could you be a music critic? Like, right. how, how can you, like, it's so sort of um, specific to each person. Yeah. So what, what the fuck is an influencer? These influencers went out there. Chris Rock and Jonah Hill and Kid Cudi. And all these these people, they go, they get flown out. Why you didn't get some people from the projects, some hip hop fans, some people on the corner that are gonna either like your shit and listen to your shit or not? I don't need no music critics to tell me if my record is good or fucking influencers, people with like a lot of Instagram followers and Twitter followers, and their word means shit. Your word doesn't mean shit to me. First of all. You've been to you've been to um, uh, um, movie premieres. Yeah, they're very they're a very sed seductive thing. You know, you go to the movie premiere. It's everybody's dressed up. Everybody smells good. There's a there's an air of excitement in the room. You know, everybody who's in the movie who worked their ass to get the movie made, their friends, their family, their loved ones are all there. So th this is not an unbiased audience, right? Yeah, absolutely. Of course. <laughs> that's, that's his crew. That's your crew. So imagine getting flown out on private jets to Wyoming. And Nas is there. Chris Rock is there. And, you know, this one is there. And that one's there. You're already, you're already not giving a biased opinion of what you're listening to. You're already, Kim Kardashian is there. She was just there with Trump. The star power. They probably had, you know, sushi hors d'oeuvres and lobster tails. And, you, yo, I don't need no music critics and no big listening party for your shit. It was either dope or it's not dope. Yeah. And uh, I like woke up this morning 
And I listened to, I woke up specifically to get prepared for this I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast and to listen to this dude's record. I took my dog, Wheezy, the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast news dog, took him for a walk, put my earphones on, put my phone on airplane mode, and I listened to his record twice. And I'm going to tell you, and I said on the last podcast last week, that the Pusha T record, which was also produced by Kanye West. I don't have a problem. I'm not banning Kanye West's music. I, I don't give a fuck. I don't care about his political beliefs. I said that. Either the music's dope or not. I like the Pusha T record. He produced it. I tur- listened to the Kanye record twice. It's dog shit. It's <laughs> trash. None of, these, none of these music critics... Or influencers, they're all on Twitter saying, oh, this was a great experience. This song is this. This song is that. Fuck out of here. I listened to that record twice. G, you have to listen twice. Why is it trash? Yo, there's no smackers. Number one. Like, like either either something makes your face, like you you put on you put on James Brown. You 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 put on uh, uh, Eric B for president. You 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 hear um you know check the rhyme by Tribe Called Quest. You hear uh poetry by KRS One. You don't need any explanation, right? True. You you True. don't need any um you don't need to go into your cerebral part of your brain to sort of process it. It's either dope or it's not dope. You listen to Stevie Wonder. You, 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 you know, you listen to a great Led Zeppelin song. You listen to a, a great uh, Miles Davis song. You listen to, to anything. It's either dope or it's not fucking dope. Like, when you have to start going into the, the third parameter of your cerebral part of your brain to sort of go, well, he's trying to do this. It's either dope or it's not dope. That's like a magician, you know, who's doing a basic trick. He's trying to pull a rabbit out of a hat. Oh, but you see the rabbit and, and, and the trick isn't there. But, well, maybe, nah. There's no maybe. It's either funky or it's not funky. You listen to Flavor in your ear, like the Craig Mack Biggie remix. The first time you heard it, you were like, yo, that is some shit right there. Like, it, it either, you either respond to it or not. You listen to The Corner by Kanye. Did that, that joy, it's either a banger or it's not a banger. Right. Homeboy so is, it, yo, it's, it, it's, it's it, some. It didn't have any feel. You, you just, you just, every song ha- had no feel to it. No, no funkiness. You just didn't understand it or what, what, I mean. No, no funk. Oh. There's no funk. There's, oh. d- there's no funk. And I know for, so, for, for you, that's, that's rule number one. Oh, oh yeah. Hip hop is, is funk. I don't know what happened to it, but. Oh no, there's no crazy funk. That, there's I, no funk. I mean, that's crazy that, that you would go into the studio and not have the intention of making it as funky as possible so people could actually, you know, get down to it, check the rhymes out. That's what I thought the original art form was, was about. But it's changed. It's something else now. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, but for the next I Am Rap Poor Stereo podcast, matter of fact, when we do the live show Sunday, we are pre-gaming. Me and G. Moody are doing the pre-game in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. At the Cluster Fest Comedy and Music Festival. This weekend, 5 p.m. in San Francisco, me and G. Moody, we are the best pregame show in the entire world. We are performing at 5 o'clock in San Francisco, clusterfest.com. The last time we were in San Francisco, that was the most, the, the rowdiest crowd we'd ever performed in front of. Okay? Yep. 
We're shutting it down. Five to six, an hour on stage. Moody, I am demanding that you listen to the Kanye West record at least two times before that show to give your full insight and review. But if you want to see me and G. Moody live in San Fran Sunday before game two of the NBA Finals, we will be there. Clusterfest.com. Get your tickets. You know what we do live. Um, We're going to put on a good show. But the thing about this record... Like, like I said, I don't care about Kanye West's personal opinions. I, I don't, I don't, I could care less either way about what this mm-hmm. dude's talking about. The MAGA hat. Um, I was offended, just like everybody else, uh, by by his dumb comments against slavery. But if you listen to this record, you, you'll know this guy's fucking batshit crazy. He he's oh. got major problems. It's scattered. He's still singing on the records. Nobody is telling him, Chris Kardashian, come get your man, not Kim, the mother. Come get your man and tell him, stop singing on the records, Duke. You're not Donny Hathaway. You're not Teddy Pendergrass. Your voice is not good for singing. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. I asked that years ago. Who told him that he could sing and who told him that that sounds good? In the studio, your friends and your homies supposed to say, yo, I'm going to kick it to you, man. You my man and everything. But, yo, cut that singing out. Like, it's, it doesn't sound good. Get Key Sweat up in there to sing or something like that. Yeah. Get, get Aaron Hall from Guy in there to sing. You can't sing, buddy. Yeah, it doesn't sound. It's not good sonically to the ears. But he knows all these motherfuckers out here, sheep, whatever he puts out, whatever he throws out there, oh, they'll suck it in. That's why I got all the pomp and circumstance. You bring, you got to bring a guy, people all the way into Wyoming. Why? Yo, you just have a fucking uh, a music listening shit in Chicago, and boom, your shit. I got all this shit. That's how you know the shit is whack. You're it doing is. all that. It's whack. It is whack. And I, I'm going to say it for the last time. I like the production on the Pusha T record. So this isn't like a fuck Kanye thing. That record is trash. It's trash. And Homeboy, like the shit that he's kicking on there, it's like overly sentimental and self-indulgent. My my man, save that shit for your diary entries, my man. I know it's like (laughs) art needs to be personal. Like, yo, you you then don't put the music out. Just just listen to it with the the Jenners and the Kardashians. Play it for them. They're gonna sit there and tell you it's great. You play it for me. I'm telling you this morning, I listened to it two times all the way through with headphones. No interruption. It was whack as fuck. <laughs> it's whack. You know what's not whack? And it's really, it's really sad it's gonna, that it's, it's going to uh, sort of be swept away because uh, all the music critics and influencers, there's such big influencers and music critics. How is that critics. even a job? Oh, check it out, rap. Like Parrish Smith said from EPMD. Music critic could get the diddick. That's how we look at him. <laughs> Music critics could get the diddick. Shout out to EPMD. A, a record that I'm not going to let get swept away and swept under the rug. It's short. I think it's like this, I think is like a maxi single or an EP, but it's banger, banger, banger. And it, and it shows, improves, and it does not disappoint. The great. I call him the quintessential MC. Black Thought. Mm, mm. Black Thought put out a joint with six, five joints on it. Okay, so it's 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 an EP. It's 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 an EP, but all five are smackers. 
and all five yeah. show the lyricism and and of the, the wordplay and 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 the, the, every single word and every single line is hit and his voice and the command of the craft. Download or buy Streams of Thought Volume One by Black Thought from the Roots. That's the record motherfuckers should be talking about. And all these yeah. music critics, all they're yeah. going to talk about is this fucking nutcase and his self-indulgent bullshit, over-sentimental bonfire bullshit. Oh, uh, yeah. I like, uh, but Black Thought, that's to be expected. His name, that you know, they're synonymous with putting out funky uh, hip-hop shit. So, you know, I've always liked them. They never kind of uh, veered away from that. Because that's what it's about. That's what they love to do. You make them beats hard. You hear them in the studio blasting. It's good. He's always been good. Matter of fact, Miles, play, play a little bit of that Dostoevsky. Uh. I said, Dostoevsky meets Joe Pesci. Tired of staring at a glass half empty. Turning me from Dr. Sebi to cock and semi. It got me clutching my machete from the Serengeti already. Wild styles and fat five Freddy. I'm a stranger in Moscow. Don't ask how deadly it's the Uma. Patrice Lamumba, Kwame Akuma. To the Tripoli shore from the horns of Montezuma. Stop intruder. I'm built on facts. I'm not your rumor. A malignant tumor. Slid through in a suede puma. The steady, heavy, legendary. All praises overdue. Same cloth as the chosen few. Rap noble Drew, I guarantee you no more music by the suckers. It's not a victimless crime if anybody suffers. See, see, that's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. hey, you know, listen, you know, it, it happens to it happens to athletes and artists. You know, some some people equate uh, you know, athletes as artists. I heard Kevin Durant talking about it. I, I do too. Allen Iverson, in my opinion, was it was an artist. It was an expression of his emotions. Listen, boxers, y- y- you take one too many punch. To the head, uh, you're not the same. It happened to you know Sugar Ray Robertson, obviously the great Muhammad Ali, and 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 mi- hundreds and hundreds of other boxers, uh, directors, movie directors. Francis Ford Coppola, he put everything on the line with his first few movies: The Conversation, Godfather One, Godfather Two, Apocalypse Now, and then and then like you know you you know like something something clicks and and you're not the same. It happened to uh, Brian De Palma. Made a bunch of good movies. Not the same. Yeah, you know? Kanye West made a bunch of good music. He's not the same guy. It's over. It's, it's amazing <laughs> that Jay-Z is able to sustain himself uh, for as long as he has. Even Eminem, he's still ultra-talented, but his last two records, nothing. Nothing. It's not that his, his, not that his rhymes are still good, but, you know, you lose your, percep- your perspective. Perspective is, is a lot. We could sit here, me and G Moody, we know. Yo, I could already tell you right now, this episode of the Iron Rap Poor Stereo Podcast is a banger. Sometimes we'll be like, yo, this segment wasn't good. Or, you know, like, uh, let's cut that. That that wasn't good. That didn't land. You have to be honest with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. When, 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 you're, when you're doing art, any sort of artistic thing, or like if you're playing a game, like, yo, you know, yo, I, I had a fucked up game. Uh, I, I missed all these shots. I wasn't on my shit. I didn't play good defense. I was lazy. I was sluggish. Uh, I wasn't as focused. We do the podcast. Same thing. As an actor, I could say, some days like you, you click and you're in the zone. You, you, you got all your lines down. You're hitting all your marks. It's just, it's just candy. Some days it's not. Yo, you can lose your perspective where you think what you're doing is dope. And it's not dope. And I am telling you right now, that Kanye West record is not motherfucking dope. Dope. 
period. Hey, I I understand. I I expect it to be some weirdo <laughs> shit. Hey, well, I, it got I, I, it got more weird. I thought this is what I thought. You expected it to be weirdo shit. I thought, well, because of all the chaos that's been going on with this nut job in the last few weeks, that he was going to be like, yo, I'm gonna make the, the like just a straight hip hop. You know, I'm gonna give the people what they want to sort of like prove like I still got it. Well, this is the worst record you've ever put out, homeboy. I'm I'm saying it's 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 trash. And all these music critics and influencers and celebrities that are out there that went on Twitter and Instagram that got seduced by the the crab rolls and the private jets, they are all bugging. No disrespect to any of them. But they're fucking bugging. Every single yeah. one of them that try to tell them, yo, I was in Wyoming. It was an incredible experience. I'm sure it was a beautiful experience. You got flown on a private jet to Wyoming. The landscape is fantastic. The mountains, the fresh air. I'm sure it was a beautiful, beautiful right. experience. But is the record good or is the record not good? That's it. Fucking yep. it. They should have been flown out Scoob Lover and Scrap Lover, the, the former dancers of Big Daddy Kane. These guys get down. Either they're going to be able to rock and dance and start doing all that wild shit or not. When Kim Kardashian and Kris Kardashian are your sounding board for your musical ideas in the genre of hip hop, you're fucked. Yeah, he's in that. He's in a, in a, in a different world, man. And hey, this, this is what you put out to the world. That's what it is. You know it's bullshit. Don't try to pull the wool over the, the, the people's eyes. You know yourself that shit is whack. All right, Miles Jordan, let, let me get something funky to transition into the game. Pl- play me some, like, play me something that's not whack, Miles. Give me a smacker that's not whack to prove to the people we know what's funky. So everybody that's listening to this, they're going to be like, ooh, give me something. There it is. All right, game one. Uh, I'm not even going to get into the call. Uh, we have Tim Donahue uh, coming up on the show later on, and it is, he 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 knows the game inside and out, and he knows the the mentality of the NBA, absolutely, and the mentality of the referees. Like homeboy, he he keeps it really, really, really real. Um, of course, Gerald's favorite player of all time, LeBron James, 51 points. I mean, he's un—he's unbelievable. Yeah, the, one guy. The, the 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 thing that's craziest, most impressive to me about him this point is forget the basketball skills, is is his endurance and stamina is, like the fact that he's able to just go and go and go and go and go and seemingly doesn't get tired and he stays focused, uh, uh, is just is beyond all the other things. I will say this. Moody, and I want to hear what you say about this because I was watching right. that fuck last night real closely. All right. Every time he goes to the basket, when he goes to the right, when he goes to the basket with his right hand, he pushes off with his left hand. I want you to watch that going forward. Every oh single God. time he goes to the basket, he pushes off with his left hand. Yo, do you know that these are men and this is the NBA and that's, so, that's the number one star in the league? And basketball is uh, contact. That's part of the game. If I get a little angle on you, of course my arm going to go uh, to shield to shield you off a little bit. And you watching that, yo, 
What the fuck is wrong with you, man? That's, that's basketball, <laughs> no, man. No, but that the reason that, the reason why I'm saying it, the reason why I'm saying it is because the rules state that the defense, the defender, if they put their hand on you, they call it. I saw a guy uh, uh, last in the in the Houston series. I can't remember what his name was. Uh, Light skinned dude, or he might have been a foreign dude. I can't remember his name. He literally had his fingertips on Steph Curry five feet behind the three point line. He he mm-hmm. he was like he had his hands on him to sort of like you know so he wouldn't go by him like he had his hand extended he had his fingertips on him and they called it. If the defender oh. touches you, you get the foul called. But the okay. biggest strongest player, watch it, check it out every time. I'm not saying sometimes. I watched it last night and I just complimented him. Guy's a fucking animal. Fifty one points. He's a fucking yeah. beast. Every yeah, he- time he goes to the basket. He pushes off with his left hand. I'm just saying, again, with the referees, they let him get away with that shit. That you wouldn't get it, away with that shit. Uh, other player wouldn't be able to do that every uh, time he goes to the basket. Well, well, he earned he earned that. He earned that. This dude came from high school. This dude earned all that. So he's afforded some of the, you know, he afforded that. So, but we don't got to talk about him because he's already it's self-explanatory what he did. Who do you want to talk George, about? The, we don't need George, to talk about the call. Who George do you want to talk Hill. about? Who? George Hill. If he makes that second free throw, there's no fucking conversation. He's the guy. It ain't even JR. JR did bonehead shit. But if this dude makes the free throw, JR doesn't have the opportunity to fuck up. So it should all be on that guy. How you we uh Cleveland wins the game if he makes the free throw. So he should be feeling like a shithead and not JR Smith. Well, I mean, so do you think I should ILO George Hill or J.R. Smith? Because I think No, J.R. because of the, the, the fucking behavior. Like a, like like he was like uh fucking in a a sane asylum. You're supposed to go right up with the ball. This guy ran to the fucking back. J.R. Smith got the rebound. All he had to do was shoot the ball. He was he was right there. Right. Yeah, it's a putback. And he goes away from the court. Yo, that's Where the a real... fuck are you going? What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Give me the fuck, the fuck. LeBron should have yelled it. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you weed smoking cocksucker. Yo, he said, I thought we were up. He, you, they, they showed it on a thing. You could read his lips. He said, I thought we were up. You're oh, not man. fucking winning. You dumb cocksucker, you. Damn. Yo, there's no excuse. Jesus. You're going to, if they... Yo, if they don't win this series, you're gonna that's gonna be your, the legacy for you of his career. <laughs> well, he's had he's had so many of these these situations. He he was in shit last year in the finals. We yeah. were talking about him last year in the finals. The year before when they did win, he was great, especially in game seven. I don't remember the points, but he was he won them the game. He had yeah. like 13 points or 16 points in the fourth quarter. He was knocking down threes. He made all the big shots. Obviously, Kyrie made Shots too, and he made the shot. But J.R. Smith was was balling. He yes. was balling. That's the year he was walking around with his shirt off. Remember, because he like earned the right to act like a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. But now, yo, now it, it, I hate to say terrible. it. I hate to say it. They 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 had the Warriors on the ropes. Uh, the call. Uh, I'm gonna let Donahue break that down. He 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 breaks down the, verbatim from the rule book. And everything he knows about it, Tim Donnie, he's going to break down that call uh, uh, later on in the episode. Uh, but yeah. they had him. 
Cleveland exactly. had him. Yep. They had him. Think the, about this. I, I, let me let me just say this, and you could go on. Look at LeBron's team, right? And look at the other team. They got the other team. Golden State has four basically Hall of Famers, and LeBron is got these guys where they could have won. They could have beat. You know, they could have won the game. So, and look at his team versus the team he's playing. So they're that, fucked now, though. That leads me to believe that everybody's saying this is a cakewalk just from visually watching Golden State. It's not because you have this X-Factor dude that's an all-around player that actually makes everyone better. So it kind of evens up shit, and you saw it last night. Because visually, you would think Golden State would just blow these guys out. I think that that they're fucked. I think that was their shot last night, and they're fucked. If you split... You good, so I know, but I think make- I think that I really think that 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 losing that way and the way that they lost, like that was. I mean, listen, yeah, that's, I was that's on the bad. edge. Of, that shit, that shit is fucked up. But like Donnie, he's gonna say like, yo, these things have been happening. Um, he, he listen. You know, that call was fucked up. J.R. Smith fucked up. You know, this one played good. This All that shit. It don't matter. Cleveland, they they were looming around. They dealt with the flurry. Uh, they stayed close. And, yo, it, it, it didn't happen. And me as a fan, even though I, I'm glad Golden State won, you know, the call, not call. Um, and, I, and I'm going to let Donahue explain what it should have been. What it really should have been based on the rules. Um, and then the J.R. Smith, uh, it doesn't, I don't know, man. It's fucked up. You know, it's just the same thing like with the Draymond when they suspended him for the phantom dick kick. You know, they got to be a way to, to just, we, 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 we want the players to decide yeah. who wins the game. That's it. Yeah. That's don't it. Reverse- you want the players and may the best man and may the best team win. Reversing a call. Uh, that that is ultimate. Like, a, as a policy, it should be like, yo, at the end of the game, we're not reversing no shit unless it's fucking flagrant. Then everybody see that was sketchy, and it lends to some bullshit, yo. Cause, yo, I'm telling you, LeBron's gonna win this shit, man. You're gonna be like, oh shit, LeBron's gonna win this shit. He not guy. winning. If there, if they had one last night, I would say, I, I would say, I, I, you'd hear a different thing from me. They're fucked. They're, they're, nah. How can you even entrust J.R. Smith now? Like, you, you got to be like, think about the uh, ramifications. Like, there's no bouncing back from that. That dude is a big part of that team. Like, and you're like, yo, you're, 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 you got to look at him like, yo, you're, you're a dumb fuck. Like, nah. I'm not just saying you're a dumb fuck. You actually have earned the right to be, you got all them tattoos. If he had a tattoo put on himself that said dumb fuck, no one would say, why do you have dumb fuck tattooed on you? <laughs> yeah, based on how the Cleveland played last night, tells me they're gonna win the fucking series. All right, because Golden State physicality; those dudes don't want it. You could see it, and when them jumpers start missing, that's what happens. Physicality makes the jumpers off. I, I don't think you. there's a physicality. I, I don't think they, Cleveland plays some physical brand of basketball. No, they get up in them. It's it's about getting up in them, like at half. That's what it's about. All that shooting jumpers and all that, you start to get up in them at half, all that should change. And that's what we saw last night, bro. Um, before we get into these sick fucks, uh, this, this guy is being celebrated. This fucking guy is being celebrated. A, a, an Uber driver. 
Oh, no. This guy, uh, he, he, he is an Uber driver, young kid. I get what uh, you're trying to do, homie, but I'm letting you know right now you're the problem. He's a young kid, an Uber driver. He seems like a nice kid. He got all these different play, playlists in his cars. He, he made playlists for white guys that look like they like hip-hop, femmes, 30s to 40s, you know, 20s to 30s, basics, uh, white males in their early 20s, all the kind of different people that ride in his car. You to, and he even has a playlist for quiet people. Now, if, if, if you have a playlist for quiet people and you think they're quiet, what makes you think they want to hear your bullshit, Duke? You are one of these Uber drivers who thinks you're part of the show. I, I didn't get in the car. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to say it one, one more time. I get in the car to get from one place to another place. I didn't get in there for the show. Yeah. I, I'm not in here for you to try to audition for me. I'm not in here for you to try to, uh, for us to bond. I don't give a fuck what your playlist is, Duke. You see, I got these headphones on. I'm not yeah. trying to talk to you. Like, I'm not trying to, like, get on your good side. And, and you're not getting on my good side, Duke. I don't give a fuck what you got in the playlist. Don't speak to me. Exactly. And the guy got the... <laughs> racial identity playlist. Yes, he does. He's proud of it. He's like, I got these are for white guys in their their mid twenties. White women, 30, 40s, uh, femme feminist, uh, white dudes that might like hip hop. Fuck oh is- my god! Oh, he's actually home curating a racial identity playlist. As if you could look at a person and say, "Well, I think they like that." You're 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 pre- you're being prejudiced. You're being racist, how, too. How about you keep your fucking eyes on the road and you keep yeah. your fucking mouth shut? That's, that's it. That's what I want. Keep your and, fucking and, and, eyes and on the his... road. Keep two hands on the fucking wheel and zip the fucking lip. Shut your fucking pie hole. Yeah. And, and what's, his, what's the title? Uber driver. Not Uber DJ. Driver. Driver. We, we want wheels. We'll handle the rest. Shut the fuck up guys think they're part of the show i'm not, i don't want to hear any of that <laughs> think i want to hear from you hear about what you got to say and your, your your taste in music and you're gonna assume my like i'm i'm a t- that shit is trash duke you got any just ice you don't have any <laughs> just ice in here yeah like right exactly <laughs> fuck is you talking about duke nah you, I, I, nah you got beat nuts nah turn this shit off duke yeah just cut it off Oh, shit, man. Before you get to these six fucks, we was talking about this the other time. Starbucks put out their 68-page race manifesto, man. And I know. They, did you hear it? It said, instead of colorblind, we're going to be learning to be color brave. Uh, what the fuck is that? And uh, We're going to respect the customer spaces. I say your, your Starbucks is turning into a politically correct homeless shelter. Your name, the name on your cup, will now be written in shit. I agree. I went to my it's local over. Starbucks the other day and I was talking to them about the, uh, you know, uh, uh, one of the misconceptions is that it, it, the way it was presented is that I'm sure they might have done this at some places, but the majority of the Starbucks, when they shut it, it was like a, a cyber thing. And you, you got on your computer. That's how they had the two-hour racial, uh, what, what is it What is it called? Racial... Um, uh, sensitivity, right. uh, Rick, <laughs> racial sensitivity like training. Yo, it's that's it. 
Wait, you'll you'll start to see everything decline. I just want my coffee. Slowly but surely. I just want my coffee. I I go in there and I'm going to be honest. When I go in my Starbucks now, I'm looking to see if there's like, you know, dudes with shit in their pants. I'm not lying. And I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm looking like who's in here. What, 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 yeah. What's popping? What's really good in my Starbucks? Miles yep. Jordan, let me get that sick fuck of the week music. This award is earned, not given. It's called the sick fuck of the week. This guy's really sick. Lock him up. How could you do it? Don't let him out. Damn. You fucked the dog? You what? You fucked the dog? Why would you fuck the dog? Why would you fuck your girlfriend's dog? What sick fuck? The sick fuck of the week. It's earned. Earned. Not given. You did what? No. 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 Okay. Sick fuck of the week. This is an award that is earned, not given. This is an award that is earned, but not given. Televangelist Jesse Duplantis, who already has three private jets. It's one of these... These fake guys that thinks he's got a, a, a God or Jesus Christ or or some sort of uh, phone number or text relationship with with God, Jesus Christ. He's a televangelist, you know, yeah. one, one of these one of these con men, pimps, hustlers that lives yeah. in a mansion. He already has three planes, three Damn. private planes. This is a, this is a, a man of a man of the faith, a man of the cloth. This Where's piece of shit, this Where's sick lock? fuck. Jesse Duplantes wants his followers to fund a fourth plane for $54 million. He said that God told him he needs a Falcon 7X plane and his Mm. followers need to raise $54 million so he can have his fourth private plane. This is a sick fuck. This is everything that is indicative of a true blue sick fuck. It's an award that's earned, not given. This motherfucker has earned it. Oh, man. But do you give it to him or do you give it to the people who actually will donate money? They, it has to be a double. It has to be a co-sick uh, fuck of the week because he could ask for that, right? It's your, you have the uh, option to say, yo, get the fuck out of here. I ain't giving you shit. And you give him that. You're the sick fuck as well, man. You can't Absolutely. leave those people out. Absolutely. But that's <laughs> going to be like hundreds of thousands of them, and it's hard to identify uh, <laughs> uh, sick fucks in, in, in packs of thousands. Blankets. Sick, second sick fuck of the week. In Arizona, this is really, I hope this guy gets as much jail time as he possibly can to learn a lesson. A 22-year-old man was arrested. He was at a Disney World contemporary resort in Arizona. This piece of shit. This sick fuck did a YouTube stunt after he announced that there was an active shooter running around. Obviously, people were scared to death. There's so many kids there. There's families there. All this for YouTube, to get YouTube fame. Dylan Birch, who was highly intoxicated, was running up to guests at the Disney Resort telling them, they had to evacuate because there was an active shooter. People were freaking out, crying, and it was all being filmed to get on YouTube. Lock them up. Yeah. No trial. And, you know, that's it. We're going to determine the amount of time. We're not going to have a trial. You're guilty. What We're trying to pinpoint how much time you should get. 
So just waiting to sell. That's it. Um, before I go further, I want to continue to thank all the people that are sending us the sick fuck of the week uh, candidates. I want to uh, give a, another shout out to the relentless. I mean, he's relentless. This guy, I'm telling you, he's got a nose for sick fucks. Mike Schaefer, uh, we call him the, the sick fuck of the week whisperer. Um, and they're all the other fans um, that are, are, are sending me and uh, Moody and, and uh, the Dust Brothers, the sick fucks, keep them coming. Um, this guy, a, a guy named Ernest Mays, Mains. do, do yeah. you know this guy? Nope. Oh, well, if you look up Ernest Mains, you'll see that he looks like a sick fuck. And it's not being made up. He actually looks like a sick fuck. He set a fire. He wanted to watch the world burn. Um, he set a fire of a home that had a, a, a horse stable. He wanted to see things blow up and, uh, a quote, watch the world burn. This piece of shit um, killed six horses and a dog and, and obviously, uh, you know, set a fire and, and, and caused all kinds of destruction in Colorado. Um, six horses and a dog were killed. Fortunately, no people were, were, were hurt. Um, the fire was, was, uh, was, uh, was put out by the firefighters. Uh, this, this poor bloodhound named Rimby, uh, uh, may he rest in peace, uh, was burned to death by this sick fuck, along with six horses. Shout out to my mom, June Brody, who just had yep. LASIK surgery. Um, she's fine, minor surgery to get her to, to get her eye game right. She doesn't want to be walking around with the bifocals. Um, oh. But this guy, Ernest Sunday Mains, congratulations, my friend. You killed six horses and a dog, and you are in the top fifteen of the sick fucks of the year so no, far. No jail. No oh no, jail. he's locked I mean- up. They're gonna lock him up. Oh, good, good. Good time. Florida man. Florida man, and they never disappoint in Clearwater, Florida, the, the home of Scientology in Florida, by the way, um, was arrested. He was at a bus stop on Bay Boulevard at 11 in the morning, and he was there choking his chicken. He, <laughs> he had his pants pulled down. Uh, he, he, he was, uh, choking his chicken uh, and the police caught him. Uh, when they found him choking his chicken, he said, I wasn't choking my chicken. I was scratching myself, which I, you got to laugh at that. You got to laugh at that. Um, then he told the people that his name was captain Kirk. Uh, the man has been arrested and, uh, indecent exposure and so forth and so on. Congratulations, James Bundrick, 56 year old man. Uh, he's facing charges of, of also a false name, false identity, um, and choking his chicken in public. Again, earned, not given, sick fuck of the week. Fantastic. Uh, finally, man, a, a guy adopted a dog from a shelter, um, which is nice. You know, he wanted to get a dog. He picked up a puppy, a pit bull mix. One of the best kinds of uh, uh, dog to get, a pit bull mix. Um, my, my dog has a little pit bull in him. Uh, uh, any kind of mutt dog, rescue dog, these dogs will love you. Like man's best friend, truly indicative man's best friend. This piece of shit um, got a dog named Titan in Dallas from an animal rescue group. 
The dog was found a few days later with a gunshot to the head. The man has been arrested. The man has been found. He put it in a notorious dumping ground for trash, occasionally human bodies. This is from the police. Uh, the, the rescue group uh, found the dog. Uh, the man has been arrested. Welcome to the sick fuck of the uh, week uh, group. You're amongst good company. What can mm-hmm. I say? I mean, why are you going to adopt a dog and then, and then kill it? Man, I, I think jail time and a Wonder Bread bag just for the, uh, the ruthlessness of that. No problem, Judge Moody. All right, yes. listen, coming up next, if you like basketball, if you like basketball, and I know a lot of people like basketball, Tim Donahue, he refereed in the NBA for 13 years. He's the guy that got mixed up in the allegations that he bet on games. He did, he, he did his time. I've been uh, speaking to him uh, on emails and texts for a few years. Uh, he hit me this morning about the rules of the NBA for game one. So I said, let's get on the podcast. He breaks it down. He breaks down the calls that uh, went against James Harden in the Western Conference Finals, Golden State um, and uh, Houston. And it's just, it's it's as real as it gets, basketball uh, officiating in the NBA. Who was hard to, uh, to to officiate against? Like what players were just hard to officiate for? Uh, um, and so much more. But we focus on game one and the call that was overturned. Coming up next, Tim Donahue on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Let's go. Hello? Tim, it's Mike Rappaport. Hey, buddy. What's going on? I'm good. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing I'm doing terrific, my man. All right, good, good, good. Well, I appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast. It's funny because we we've never spoken. We've been tweeting and texting and uh, uh, emailing for a while. So th- this is a good time to have you on because uh, I'm I'm uh, everybody's in the uproar uh, about game one and the call uh, of the charge that turned into free throws. So I'll let you take the floor. Game one. What did you think of the charge call that was overturned, that was turned around into Kevin Durant shooting free throws? Um, and, uh, you know, it, you know, it was a big, it was a big uh, game changer last night. Uh, absolutely, Michael. It, I'm sitting there watching the game and I'm confused because I know what the rules are. So I'm basically, you know, rushing to my computer and, uh, you know, figuring out if it's just a situation where, you know, I'm confused. Uh, I know what the rule is. It's a it's a difference of opinion by two referees. One's calling a block and one's calling a charge. So I'm wondering how you can turn that into giving Durant two free throws when the rule clearly states in that situation it's a jump ball between any two opponents at the center circle. And they didn't do that. And um, I know that the rule changed last year to where you could review a play if it had to do with the restricted area and if he's out then determine if it was a block charge, but it should have never come to that because the rule states that when you have that difference of opinion by two referees who signal that it's supposed to be a jump ball to avoid a bunch of, uh, you know, situations where one guy uh, overrules another guy. So it's just a very confusing situation. And that's why I think the fans are continuously confused about how the NBA office and how the NBA referees call a game. There's no consistency. So obviously you weren't you weren't you didn't call the game, but how does something like that happen? Like you know these guys are they're in the season, they're in the championship. 
Uh, they're in the finals. I'm talking about the referees. Obviously, these are all good refs. They're they're fine tuned. You know, they're, they they know the the stakes. How does a decision like that and uh, you know happen? I know there's like energy, and you know they're humans. You guys are all humans. How does something like ha- that happen where it goes from being overturned? It's not. A, it doesn't turn into a jump ball. It turns into free throws. It's uh, confusion and and not applying the rules. I think this is a protestable situation. Uh, wow. We've seen in the past where, uh, you know, when a rule set aside that they've gone back and they uh, replay the game from the point of interruption to where, you know, where the mistake was made. I think uh, this is one of those situations. It's, a, it's the NBA Finals. It's a pivotal game. Uh, there was a rule set aside. I mean, it's clearly in the, in the rule book. Page 47, letter F. I went and looked it up to make sure that it was still there, and it was. So uh, I don't know what the league's going to do because nobody's talking about uh, – that they're all talking about uh you know switching going the replay which really to me uh the situation that everybody should be in, in an uproar about especially cleveland is the fact that it was a uh uh opinion that uh, one had a block one had a charge they both signaled and uh, the rule states when that happens that you have a jump ball at the center circle so, they, so they, both both referees signal one one was block one was charged and then yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, it's crazy that that happened on the big, the biggest stage last night. And then to top it all off, Michael, you have Steve Javi, who goes on ABC and says it's a, it's a offensive foul. And then you have Joe Borgia, who goes on NBA TV and says it's a block. Two guys that worked in that NBA office, so it, it mm. just it, there's no consistency. There's there's you know it, it's it's really your, your refereeing. Names on the front and back of jerseys rather than rules as they're written in, written in the rule book, and, and that's why everyone gets pissed off. Do you think uh, uh, the 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 the, uh, the replay is good or bad in general? Like, what what are your thoughts on the replay? I think the replay is good. I know the referees hate hate it because it embarrasses them. It overturns their calls. Uh, it, it's a situation though where you know why is just the last two minutes. Uh, of a game important to go to the replay. There should be some uh, situation in place like they have in football where uh, referee uh, coaches have a certain amount of challenges per game. And if they're mm-hmm. right, they, if they're right, they get another one, it, you know, th- this way, uh, you know, you're not going to have the referees out there refereeing names on the front and back of jerseys because they're going to get embarrassed if their calls keep getting overturned through replay. And they're going to call what happens out on the floor based on the rules as they're written in the rule book and not based on uh, names on jerseys. And and that's what they do all too often. When you were refereeing games, you know, like they've talked about certain players, you know, throughout history, obviously going back to Will Chamberlain and then Shaquille. And in my opinion, LeBron is, is, is a hard person to referee because he's so physically strong. Uh, People bounce off of him. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, as a fan and the announcers, they sometimes say, well, we let, you know, the defenders punch uh, and smack and claw at Shaquille O'Neal. We let the defenders punch and claw and smack at uh, LeBron James because of their physical size. When you when you were refereeing, who would you say, if there is a person, was the hardest person to be as biased as you possibly could uh, to call fouls uh, uh, against or, or for? Was there one player that was challenging? Definitely Shaquille O'Neal, because like you just said, he was so big, strong, and powerful. Uh, you know, when he turned around and got through people and dunked and two people were hanging all over him, 
he was fouled, but it really didn't affect the shot. And if it went in and he dunked it, we let it go. Really, you shouldn't do that. A foul's a foul, whether he makes the shot or not. That's why sometimes you'll see referees come up with such a late whistle as somebody powers through contact. And if they miss the shot, they'll blow the whistle. And if they don't, they let it go. What, do you think that LeBron gets the same thing? Because, I, I mean, I, I have my personal feelings about him, but he's, I mean, last night was like, you know, it was like Mozart. It was like Picasso performance. He's ridiculous. Do you think the referees, you know, inadvertently let him take more pounding than they, they let any player in the league right now? Definitely going to the basket because you look at him and you look at his physique compared to everybody else on that floor. He, he's just so much bigger, stronger, and powerful uh, than anyone that's on that floor at this time that, uh, you know, he's able to get through the contact very easily to where other guys like a Seth Curry would be on the ground. So right. he's, he's like a running back going through the offensive line that nobody can touch because he's so much bigger, stronger, and powerful than everybody else. So he gets through it. And I think that's what happens. What, what do you think the outcome uh, of uh, of game one is going to be uh, going forward in the series? Do you think the referees or the league – you know, uh, again, you know, everybody's human and you try to do it as biasly as uh, uh, as you possibly can. Is this going to change, you know, the way refereeing is done? Obviously, this mistake probably will never be, uh, you know, be won't be made again during this series. But what do you think? How do you think it'll change the course of this particular series uh, for the for the rest of the, the remainder of the way? You know, listen, everybody's human, and like you said, everybody makes mistakes. But let's go back to Game 7, uh, Houston versus uh, uh, Golden State. You know, when they miss that many calls against James Harden, it's not being human. That's something that's personal that either the league or that group of officials has against him because he totally got screwed in that game. So uh, until the, uh, you know, they start advancing these referees in, in, in a way based on merit, you're always going to have that because you look at that game seven. That was a disaster. Yet you're going to have Scott Foster, Mike Callahan, and I forget who the other referee was in that game seven. You're going to have them ref in the NBA Finals. Show me some business or, or job that you can have where you can just totally screw up and you can advance to the next level and get a $25,000 bonus. It, it, it just confuses the league and uh, the fans and everybody else as to – you know why this happens. NCAA tournament, you have a referee that referees in the first, second, or third round. They're not advancing to the next round if they screw up a game and, and basically embarrass the, the NCAA and the league. They're, they're sitting that referee down till next year, hoping he improves and, and gets better. The NBA, they just seem to continue to get to that next level and advance them for that playoff bonus. So, so for me as a fan and, 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 the, and the millions of other fans out there, how can we watch basketball you know, and know that everything is on the up and up and that there's like, I mean, again, you guys are humans, but how can we watch basketball and, and, and not think that these things are happening? You, you can't. I mean, you, you can't, you know, unless you're an idiot and a moron because they continue to happen every year. Uh, you know, we, we progress and the, the rules are the same, but uh, the referees stay the same and the referees still advance even when they make drastic mistakes in games. So, they came out and tell you that they put the best on the floor. Uh, they have the highest integrity, these referees. And, and I just sit there and, and literally, you know, Michael, laugh my ass off because, you know, here, here you got 12 referees in the NBA Finals. Eight of them are trying to bang every goddamn flight attendant or, or 
lady in a hotel from from here to California, <laughs> and they got a wife and three kids at home, and they got they want to talk about their fucking integrity. Come on, come to a break. <laughs> this is great, man. I, I'm so glad you 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 came on the podcast. All right, listen, Tim. I'm gonna let you go. Maybe, maybe if there's some other crazy shit, uh, uh, you could come on and, and talk more about the finals and just about basketball in general. Because you know, I'm such a uh, a fan of the game, and you know, I why, why is it that no referees, whether even like retired guys like Dick Pavetta, who's a colorful uh, personality, is there a rule that like you're never allowed to sort of tell your stories after you leave the league? Because I, I like for me as a fan, like you know, like Dick Bavetta, he's like a famous referee that a lot of people know. He's the guy that raced Charles Barkley, bald headed guy, always seemed like he was having a good time. He refereed until he was like, you know, seventy something years old. Like I would love to hear all his basketball stories. Is there like a rule like you sign a thing like you could never share like you, you know everything you saw refereeing the game? What happens is Michael is is people don't realize this, but in Every NBA city, they have observers that go and they rate the referees and they chart these calls. They retire and they give them a job in their home city, you know, oh. doing this stuff. So you're not going to come out and, and start talking because referees aren't allowed to talk to the press. Employees aren't allowed to talk to the press. Now you have a guy like Dick Bavetta. Uh, I don't know if there's a new rule put in since my situation that has to do with their retirement and pension that they're not allowed to do this stuff or, or write mm. books. But I'm sure that there's something in place right now uh, after my situation that in order to continue to get your pension or, you know, you're not allowed to uh, disparage the league or there's something in the collective bargaining agreement. There's there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, that's the case. And, and, and they, you know, the guys that don't take the jobs, uh, which 95% of them do, you know, just, just float away and keep their mouth shut. Right. All right, Tim. Well, I appreciate that. This is, I mean, like, this is about as uh, a front row seat uh, that you could get. So I appreciate you coming on on the podcast and, and giving us this insight. This is, this is, is my opinion. This is the best shit out there because I just really appreciate it. Anytime, brother. You know it. And next time I'm in New York, we'll grab some lunch. Are you in, where are you? Are you in L.A.? I'm in L.A. now. I'll be in New York soon. But we'll stay in touch and we'll finally meet per, uh, face-to-face. You got it, pal. All right, Tim. I Thanks, appreciate buddy. it. I'll talk to you soon. All right. See you, buddy. I want to thank special guest Tim Donahue. I hope you come back to talk more hoops. Um, I, you know, the guy referee, he knows what these guys are like. He knows what their, their breath smells like. He knows if they have body odor. He knows what players talk shit, who doesn't talk shit, and so much more. Thank you for coming on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. G Moody, last name rhymes with duty. Sunday, yep. we are pre-gaming in San Francisco. Get tickets to see us live. Clusterfest.com clusterfest.com the game starts at 6.15 me and G Moody will be getting off the stage at 6 and watching the game nearby live in San Francisco clusterfest.com Miles Jordan take us out of here with something something nice something that Kanye didn't do a smacker let me get something funky (laughs) I am Rapport Stereo Podcast I'm out (laughs) 